Hello and Kroiso to episode 24 of Alternative Wales, the podcast. Uh, as ever, um, I'm joined by uh, Wrexham journalist Tommy Kaus. Tommy, uh, how are you, mate? Yeah, it'd be better if you stopped calling me a journalist, but I suppose I am a journalist. Hey. <laughs> yeah, journal scum, that's what I am now. Yeah, I'm not too bad, thank you, mate. Looking forward to uh, our first ever broadcast from uh, across the pond, mate. Yeah, a bit of context. I'm in Canada with work, so um, I'm broadcasting here at uh, just quarter to two in the, in the afternoon. The boys, are, it's about quarter to nine at home. So, uh, yes, yeah, our first multi-time zone, multi-national podcast. Um, I don't think it'll change anything, um, <laughs> really. So yeah, just yeah, uh, and uh, back from wherever he's been, a conspicuous absence. Uh, Rodri Davis. Rodri, how are you? Not too bad. I just got to start with a yeah, come on, <laughs> which is going to be my new catchphrase, which is what I've learned. <laughs> I've been at a uh, podcaster seminar for the last uh, few weeks. So, uh, uh, learning how I picked to up podcast. Some t- yeah, picked up a few tips from, you know, these uh, Peter Crouch and uh, uh, Mike Music Pod Boys was there, Mike Bourbons, uh, the, the, my dad's a porn star, whatever it's called, <laughs> those, those <laughs> lost. So, <laughs> all those Adam Buxton, they're all there. So, I've uh, picked up a few tips from them. So, uh Maybe there'll be a few things along the way, but yeah. I was going to say, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that they'll have uh, picked up a few tips from you as well, mate. Well, I doubt that's a lot, but uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Expecting big um, things. Well, don't expect too too much, to be honest with you, but yeah. A lot, lot of drinking at this seminar, so, uh, you know. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, a bit of a disclaimer. Obviously, I've been working in Canada all weekend. I think Rodri's uh, been in his seminar all weekend. Uh, Kaus is now in the Wrexham bubble, uh, so I don't really we don't really know massively what's gone on over the last few uh, few days. But uh, I've had a bit of a bit of research this afternoon and stuff, so uh, I've got a bit of a vague idea of what to talk about. But uh, yeah, I think it's be- a good uh, good ten nil win for Newport, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, I've. It was a strange. It's been a strange few days by the looks of it for the Welsh clubs. Um, mixed bag again. Uh, Newport got a result, beating Walsall two one. Albeit it's been a bit rocky since the last time we probably talked about Newport in depth. They'd lost in the week to Northampton, uh, a couple of draws. Uh, so I think they're sort of just ticking over. Um, yeah, I was going to say they're they're a bit hit and miss this year, aren't they? Yeah, they're, uh, they're, up and down. Well, they're twelfth at the moment, won three, drawn two, lost three. So it's very much middle of the mid table form. So hopefully uh, Michael Flynn can start sort of turning it around. But I did hear that he was sort of full on slagging off his team this week <laughs> after I think yeah. the defeat in midweek. Um, so I'm not sure exactly what's going on there. So uh, maybe we'll get Billy Webb on in a few weeks to give us the lowdown on Newport. Um, but yeah, they just sort of tread in water a bit at the moment. Uh, Cardiff lost two in a week, uh, two one nil defeats. Uh, one to Bournemouth, who are currently top of the league, and one to Coventry, who are fourth in the league. No real shame. They're sitting in tenth again. One three drawn two lost three. So I think the thing with Cardiff is when they're winning, uh, it's all well and good winning with long balls and stuff. But as soon as results start going well, everyone starts slagging off the style of football. So. Um, I haven't seen much really over the last few weeks of Cardiff, but from what I gather, it's been drab, like really drab. Other than 
Colwell's sort of <coughs> uh, inspirational substitute last week, but since then it's uh, not been pretty. That's yeah, no, of... I, I just just looking at the table now, uh, going back to Newport quickly. Yeah, uh, they're, they're they're only they're only three points off the automatic places, so you know it's certainly not a disastrous start from them, is it? Cardiff. Um, yeah, Cardiff two points off the playoffs, but like you say, I, I, you know, I've got a lot of friends who are Cardiff fans, and um, they, then I think it's, I think it's fair to say, uh, a lot of Cardiff fans aren't really happy at the moment, Marty, are they? No, I mean, you've got, I think the one saving grace is there's a lot of good youngsters coming through, but I yeah. just feel like they're not being allowed to sort of take the shackles off and play a bit of football, and like I've explained in the past, I really don't mind direct football. You know, I've watched Cardiff for long enough now that. It's sort of become the norm. Um, but every now and again, you can, you know, sometimes it works and it's really effective and I'm all for it. Um, yeah. But sometimes you just want to get the, just try it a bit different. You know, like that Colwell second goal last week. That was brilliant. You know, yeah. a bit of intricate passing, a couple of flicks, open them up. So I don't know yeah. how much of it is. I, th- of- I, think, I, I-, I think it's interesting. Uh, sorry, Ross, let you go now. I'm just going to say, I think it's interesting that, um, you know, you talk about direct football. Um, I think w- when when you are a manager that plays direct football, you have to get results. Otherwise, mm. the fans will immediately be on your back. I sort of look at Swansea with Russell Martin, and they're they're far more willing to give him a bit of time because he'll play proper, you know, nice possession mm. football, quite attractive on the eye. They've only won one out of their first eight, yeah, which is which is worrying. But could you imagine if he was? A manager like Mick McCarthy, who play, favors oh, yeah. the direct route, they would be tearing their hair out and going mad. If, if yeah. let's say Cooper was still in charge, they oh, would yeah. be going mental, wouldn't they? Yeah. So I think it's one of them. You, you sort of, um, you know, fans are more willing to give you time and a bit more patient with you if you try to play the correct way, aren't they? But yeah. at the end of the day, it's yeah. all about results. If Mick McCarthy gets, you know, I don't see Swansea troubling the uh, the playoff places this year. No. Um, but I, I do I do think Cardiff will be there or thereabouts. I, I certainly don't see Cardiff finishing outside the top 10. Yeah, I think, I think they're in a similar position to Newport, really, where they're just sort of keeping their heads above the water and then... You've got to hope then they can just keep picking up the odd results. You know, they will lose some games. But as long as they can keep be there or thereabouts going into sort of probably the January transfer window, get strengthened a bit, go on a run then after January, and then you never know yeah. what can happen. But, I mean, the championship seems to be levelling out already. You look at it's Bournemouth, mm. Fulham, West Brom at the top. Um, yeah. Sheffield United with the other team that were mentioned at the start of the season. who have had a bit of a rocky start, but I think they're just about finding form now. They are still mm. in 15th, but... But yeah, so th- it's just, yeah. but then you've got like Coventry, Stoke, and Blackburn making up the playoffs, and really on paper are Cardiff worse teams than them? Not, not at all. No. So it's just about putting resu- like a string of results together at the right time in the championship. I I think this early in the season is it's a strange one because if you're not picking up results, which you really you really need to get a few results early doors, don't you, to get yeah. like the crowd on side and get a bit of like kind of what's the word I'm looking for momentum. ease that yeah momentum and ease that kind of potential fear in the back of everyone's mind that oh this season's going to be <laughs> yeah. yeah a washout yeah. kind of thing but um, also if the performances are there and you're not getting results sometimes that's alright because you can see it's going to click or you know it's going to come with yeah. a yeah. bit more time but, that's but if, the thing. Neither are, if neither are there it's you know you can kind of already tell you're in for a bit of a 
a slog, can you? Yeah, a... well, this is what I'm thinking. With Cardiff at the moment, it's so one-dimensional um, that it teams almost seem to feel like they're working us out. And, yeah, I don't know. I'm just not quite sure at the moment. Jury's out on the situation. I think with a couple more results the way it's gone over the last two games... I think they might start being a few more calls for <laughs> McCarthy's head. I know it's probably still early, but I don't think I... managers like him get the time that like a younger no. manager would because yeah. they've 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 almost made their bed because they've been so successful in the past. Yeah. That if they aren't successful almost quickly, then the knives come out quite quickly. I think the similar situation, um, I was listening to a Football League podcast earlier and they were saying about Middlesbrough with Warnock is they've had a pretty mixed start to the season and people are starting to sort of um, a bit unhappy with how that's going and I think I mean he's only what has he been there just like a I think he came middle of last season wasn't it late last season yeah yeah he's been there about seven eight months I think hasn't he well, I think he's been there all of last season maybe yeah maybe oh. it was the season I've lost track with the COVID season. Is it, really, is it that long? Did, yeah, did no, I, have th- I, have a, I, have a, I have a feeling he's been there all of last season. I think I, he took I over in the first lockdown, actually, come to think of it. Yeah. Oh, right, OK. Um, oh, bloody hell, he's been there a while then. Yeah, and, you know, they're, they're, um, you know, they're not massively um, doing great. So I think managers like that, whereas, like we said, you said about Russell Martin, because he's young and he's almost like this project manager that, like, yeah. you know, he needs and he's got a style of play and a team, whereas people like McCarthy and Warnock and then you've got, like, I don't think it, I don't think it's fair, especially with Warnock, to throw in him in the Allardyce, Pardew sort of, maybe not even Pardew, definitely in that Allardyce sort of bracket because I think yeah. Warnock doesn't quite get the credit he deserves. I I, I I think with like Warnock and managers like that though, you see the clubs they've done well at it's been like an upward trajectory. Yeah. Where the the flat line hasn't come and when it does come it's kind of There's no going it's not back go, up, it's not it? going anywhere. Yeah, yeah, it's not gonna go back up. So. I, that's a per, that's a perfect um yeah. analogy actually. You know, with Cardiff it was like he took over when we were in just on the brink of the relegation zone in like an October. He took us to like a respectable 11th, 12th place finish. And then the second season we went up and then we, um, you know, I think we had a good go at the Premier League. There were certain factors that meant we got relegated, you know, such as uh, fucking the Salah situation. And obviously there was a few refereeing decisions towards the end of the season, sort of derailed it a bit. Then we went down and it just, I don't think Warnock, also, I think for someone like Warnock, and probably McCarthy is, they've probably got a bit of... They just can't be asked anymore about them because they've been there, they've done it. Not that I think they, they'll do a bad job, but as in, I think they just won't have that desire to really turn things around. They'll, they, they'll happily go, oh, I'll just take another payout. Maybe ask me being unfair, but yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I definitely think... I, you know, I, I wouldn't like to uh, pinpoint... Like actual, like individual managers in that way, but there's definitely there's managers out there who have done been there, done it, and they literally are. They just want one last paycheck, yeah. and you know, hey, listen, like I say, I'm not saying that's the case with Warnock. I think Warnock's the sort of guy he will want to be doing the yeah. best job, but does he have the desire he had ten years ago? Probably not. Yeah, I think I, it co- I think it comes down to sort of the desire, <clears throat> but also the sort of the fact that if it does start to go wrong. He's happy to step away because his reputation won't change. 
Like, whereas no. someone like a Russell Martin, if it does go yeah. tits up now with Swansea and it goes bad, yeah. that could stop him from getting another job ever yeah. almost. Look at like someone yeah. like Neil Harris, who, who you know had a had a yeah. decent start with Millwall. I think he got them back into the championship. It sort of flatlined a bit. He went to Cardiff, did an okay job in the first uh, in his first season, got us into playoffs, yeah. but obviously that's off the back of a Premier League squad. And then, mm. as the, those sort of players faded away, it all went wrong last year. So, mm. and, and he hasn't got another job. And I, I, th- I think as well with the pandemic and everything, it's really like constrained the finances of a lot of teams. So yeah, you said you said yeah. the three there who've consolidated themselves at the top of the table. They've all got, they've been able to keep hold of some players, Premier League quality yeah. players, or they've sold them for big sums. So they've got an extra bit of cash on. Yeah, and and spending power and pulling power compared to everyone else in the league now. So I think it's just getting a little bit imbalanced. Well, this is what we more said than at, it was. Yeah. This is what we said at the start yeah. of the season. It, there was a clear big four in the championship, yeah. and the rest yeah. was yeah. up for grabs. And the yeah. three three of that four so far are sitting in the, the top three spaces. So yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a shame because obviously the championship's been so unpredictable over the last sort of decade yeah. or probably even longer than that. It's always been such an unpredictable league. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. and if you look at last season. Who went up? I think it was. Was it Norwich? Two, two of the three teams that had come down the season before. Watford, yeah, yeah. And obviously Brentford, so who had been knocking on the door for three or yes, four seasons. Yeah. Whereas yeah. now, the likelihood is you're going to get at least two of the three teams going back up again, I reckon. So yeah, probably. Maybe even all three if Sheffield United pulled their finger up, which I'm expecting them to, because I think Jukanovic is. Very much those sort of teams go on runs late, like that Fulham side yeah. he had. There's yeah. always one, isn't there? There's always one in the second half of the season yeah. that come from mid-table and, yeah. and just, just do enough to, to sneak it through. And it's quite often the team that knocks on the door late and sneaks into the playoffs that wins yeah. it, isn't it? Um, Absolutely. But yeah, no, ch- Championship, I've got to say, I think the Championship's a, a brilliant league. It's an exciting league. And, and everything you've just said explains why it's so exciting is because... You literally have a, can have a team coming from nowhere uh, to get promotion. You can have a team that is knocking on the door early in the season up the top, and then you know sometimes they fall off a cliff and get relegated. It, it's 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 a fascinating league. And it, yeah, I was just, just going to say you could be average for a good like two thirds yeah. of the season, and you can still put a yeah. run together and get in the playoffs in the championship as well. Yeah, so, exactly. Well, Cardiff did yeah. it, and uh, that you know the year they came down. I think um, Warnock struggled a bit. I think we were sort of lingering mid-table. He went, Harris slowly started. And then when we came back after the pandemic, not to remind you, um, Rod, although it did end well, we beat Leeds on that first game back. I think we only lost one game then after lockdown and finished in the playoffs. So it it can happen and and it happens almost every season. So, I mean, on to Swansea. I think they're going to need... To hope that something changes soon. Um, I think the fact that they've come down from a three-goal, come back from a three-goal second half, um, has probably clouded their judgment. Because obviously, as a fan, coming coming down, coming back from three oh, goals yeah. at half-time yeah. is one of the best feelings. Yeah. As a fan, I, it'll feel the like only a thing win. I can say, yeah, the, the only thing I can say about that is. If they're coming down, if they're coming back from three three down, that suggests that the 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 players are uh, well behind their manager, and they yes. um, they they've they've got that desire to 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 sort of do uh, do better. I think um, I think Swansea uh, having uh, 
we've said it a lot on this show, and we, we think Steve Cooper's done a brilliant job. And I think I think probably how Swansea are doing this season probably shows just how good a job he's, he did there. Yeah. But but I do think Swansea fans over the last 10 to maybe maybe even 12 years, they've got this sort of um, mantra, haven't they? The Swansea way. Yeah. And I, I just don't think the fan base uh, um, will accept anything other than... than Attractive football. Yeah, well, and and I don't I don't necessarily think that, that that's that's a that's a healthy mindset. But if if it means that they give guys like Russell Martin a chance and they they give him the time to sort of develop that style of play, then I do respect them for that. Mm. Um, the good thing for them is it looks like Derby are going to lose a few points now, doesn't it? Yes. Um, so yeah. you, you're probably it? looking at. Derby have had probably a hell of a start them, the season, consider, all things considering. Um, everything going on there, yeah. I mean, they're sitting in mid-table. Yeah, point by um, Cardiff. Yeah, uh, but I, like I say, if they lose that, I think, um, you know, heads might drop a little yeah. bit as well. It, it could go either way for them. I think they're um, talking about uh, minus 24 points, I saw. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's yeah. a big old... They're, they're gone. Ab- if, if, if that's it's, what it is, they're gone. Yeah. It's, it's that. an absolute train wreck there without the administration because yeah. they, they were on a potential nine points for their... Um, Not paying you know, players, wasn't it? Yeah, basically there was like a withheld nine-point deduction hanging over them still this season anyway. So that yeah. on top of 12 points of administration, yeah. I think they're fucking, you know, yeah. <laughs> pack your bags, boys. I, I, think, I, think, I think perhaps they'd be good enough to stay up with a 10-point or a nine-point. I don't think they're going to stay up with 20. 20 I don't know. So that's, that's, think... a, that's a good thing for Swansea. Yeah. Uh, that, that's, that's one of the three places gone. So yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd almost say with Swansea now, if I was a Swansea fan, I'd be going, right, okay, we, we've decided we want to go down this route of attractive football, so let's give this guy a chance. If we finish, let's say, uh, twenty, you know, just above the relegation zone, let's say, yeah. I think you've got to give him another season. Yeah, oh, yeah, I think, I think yeah. if, if that's what you want, if this is the direction you want to go, then you've got to, you've got to allow him time to develop that style of play. You can't just keep sacking managers and, you know... Yeah. Um, but at, at the same time, see, I, I'm I'm an advocate for attacking football. I I don't mind direct attacking football, uh, but you know if if because people forget, you see, they they sometimes associate direct football mm. with defensive football, and that's not always the case. No, no, absolutely not. Um, so you know, it's 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 about sort of having that good blend of of attacking football and attracting football. But yeah, like I say, you know, you know. It, Sometimes clubs can be held back by by a desire just to play attractive football over mm. results. For me, it's a results game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's difficult because if I was a Swansea fan now, there's I'd definitely be behind a um, like a project. Um, yeah. But the way football's going now, it, the the longer relegation, it looks like there could be relegation in in a relegation fight. How long do you? you sort of be patient with it because like you said yeah. it's all about results and yeah. it's all well and good trying to build something but Swansea can't afford to get relegated because getting relegated from the championship doesn't necessarily mean you can bounce back anymore you know it's a tough yeah. old league to get out of league one I mean Leeds is a prime example Rod I know it was it was quite a long time ago now but it took Leeds God knows how long to get out Sunderland you know uh, Le- Leeds were perpetually uh 
well, a league one you're on about now, isn't it? Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, that's not an easy league to get out of, especially if you're like the size of a club of Sunderland or Leeds. They're, they're a big, big, even bigger scalp at that yeah. league one level, aren't they? So I think Swans would be considered a big scalp if they went down there now because of yeah. their years in the Premier League. So, yeah. you know, you, you don't want to be doing it because people often say it's a nice chance to reset and stuff. But Sunderland said that, and look, yeah. where they, they've... Yeah. Still they look, look, look at those clubs in League One. Ipswich are yeah. hovering. Ipswich are hovering above the relegation zone. In Charlton as well. Charlton yeah. as well. Charlton. Sheffield, Sheffield Wednesday are hovering in mid-table. Yeah. Uh, okay, Sunderland are in the Sunderland and Wigan occupy the top two. But look, look at those clubs. Like you say, Rod, you're absolutely right. If Swansea go down. There's no guarantee they're coming straight back. Yeah, no. Um, but I, I don't think the Swans will go down this year. No. I think they'll have enough. It's, it's. I'm, it's, I'm looking at this table now, and you got Nottingham Forest rock bottom. They're gonna have a new manager bounce. Have they? Have they announced anyone? I saw they sacked Houghton last week. Cooper, they're yeah. going for Cooper. But, yeah, I, I was they gonna really? say Cooper's, yeah. Cooper's gonna be going there, so that'll be interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's that. So and then you got Hull. Yeah, just come up. I don't. They don't look like having a good time. And then you've got Peterborough, who um, will be who, there or thereabouts, won't they? Yeah, probably. they did beat Birmingham three nil this week um, on Saturday, so that's a good result. So, and then you've got Blackpool, who are going to struggle. I think Barnsley obviously lost their manager in the in Millwall. Pressed. There's there's so many teams that are much of a muchness, and you look at it, you've got to think Swansea are better than a lot of them that I've just read. Yeah. And I, I think they'll have enough. And I, I think they'll only get better throughout the season because it's still yeah. early days. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, there's the, everyone likes to call it transition. And it is a transition, I guess, because I think Steve Cooper did something, certain thing, and he did it well, whether Swansea fans really liked it or not. Obviously, the jury's out on that. But. Yeah, I think I think they're gonna have enough. I just think I, th- I mean I think yeah. I, I was just gonna add that I think the turmoil of Cooper leaving a few weeks before the start of the season, it's gonna take time for anything to get going there, yeah. I think. Yeah. Especially yeah. the the players the new managers bought in late on. The, once they click you can imagine they might pick up a and go on a bit of a run, but Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm don't think they're gonna be relegated, but it might not be a they won't be aiming much higher than 12th this season, I don't think. Yeah, but I, th- the I fact, think they'll the fact, take like, that. Like, like, yeah, yeah I, I think so as well. I mean, if they could finish 12th, I would, I would class that as a very good season. Yeah. Because, as I, keep, as I keep going back to, their fans, you know, the majority of their fans have, have decided that they, they want attractive football. So they, they have to, unfortunately, you know, like Steve Cooper did a brilliant job, but he wasn't very well liked. Now that says to me that the fans there they don't want uh, they 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 place a lot more importance than most clubs on attractive football. So I think yeah, Russell Martin, give him time. I think he'll do a decent job there. Whether he can get them into the Premier League, I, I'm not too sure about that. I'm not too sure whether he can do that. But you know, like I say, you you sort of you reap what you sow in a sense. Yeah. Steve Cooper was unlucky not to get them in the Premier League, but he, he never really got the. Uh, respect he deserved in my opinion no absolutely um, we'll have Megan on in a few weeks to have a quick uh, chat about Swansea in depth from a Swansea fan um, you know we're all looking from the outside in um, so Wrexham Kouse um, obviously uh, they lost in in the week to Grimsby they beat uh, what, uh, was it Dagenham Redbridge 1-0 Dagenham Redbridge on Saturday um, right, yeah. thanks to a poor Mullin screamer what's going on then Kouse it's not really been the dream start everyone was expecting it's not been a bad start by any means, 
but it's yeah. not quite been the sort of the exciting runaway uh, success so far. No, yeah, it, it hasn't been at all, really. But um, in fairness, it's it's been a tough start. We've played um, three out of the top four yeah. uh, so far. Yeah. Uh, we're we're in the playoff spots, which it, we we want to be winning the league. In all honesty, but uh, you know, we we were joint favourites with Stockport County at the start of the season, and Stockport are really really struggling. Mm. Um, and we've got them this Saturday, so that'll be an interesting game. They're, it's probably a good time to play them actually, because like I say, they they really are, they've spent a lot of money, and they're uh, they're languishing right down the table. So, uh, but yeah, it, it's it hasn't been fantastic. It, it it still feels as if even though we've sort of got a settled side ish. Um, obviously a couple of injuries and that meant that um, Jake Hyde missed out and Jordan Davis but I mean we've I think 9 out of the 11 are set in stone now really mm. um, that's always a good thing so yeah yeah and, and you can you know we've got some real quality players but I mean Saturday we were a bit lucky to get away with a win we were absolutely awesome in the first half probably a bit unlucky to only go in one up um, but second half Dagenham Missed two or three absolute sitters. Uh, so on a different day, they could, they could have they could have beaten us really. So yeah, it, it's a weird one. I, I'd say reasonably happy so far. Six and a half out of ten, I'd rate it so far. Mm. Um, but I, like we've apart from Stockport, I think Stockport, even though they're going through a tough time, still gonna be a tough game away on Saturday. Yeah, and then after that, it gets a little bit easier for us. Um, so yeah, uh, just just gotta keep. Picking up points here and there. And like I say, we were talking about the championship earlier on. Uh, very similar in the conference. Teams who go on runs are the ones who end up going up. Uh, yeah. Same as any league, really. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, you know, if we can just stay there or thereabouts, and then in January, I'd fancy us to maybe sign two players, um, mm. you know, in, in whatever position. I, I think we're a bit light in midfield. We haven't really got that, uh, that guy in midfield who can put his foot on the ball. And, you know, someone with a bit of craft and a bit of vision. So, sort of on the subject, we talked quite in depth about sort of uh, managers at the other Welsh clubs. Um, Phil Parkinson. So, what do you reckon then? How long... How long do you, do you give him before you can really judge him? Yeah, I mean, I spoke to him after the game on Saturday and um, not... Yeah, that's that's a bit of a uh, name drop, isn't it? <laughs> uh, but you know, that's that's my job now. So, but uh, I I sort of asked him first half uh, we played really well. Is that sort of what a what a Phil Parkinson side looks like? Uh, because we're still sort of as as supporters, we're still sort of trying to trying to work out exactly what his style of play is. I think he is a manager who perhaps favours a more direct style of play but then to be honest at times on Saturday we played brilliant football pushing it through the midfield as well so he mixes it up I think in terms of how long we give him I think I mean I think we you know I think by maybe the end of October start November we'll we'll start to see how the how the league takes shape and then um, I think we can probably judge him on that I think given the money spent I think there's always going to be that added pressure isn't there yeah. Um, you know, any anyone who spends a you know, we we haven't we haven't spent a, a massive amount on transfer fees, but the the players we've brought in will be on excellent wages. So um 
But in terms of signings, I think I think um, all of his signings have, have looked really, really good so far. Yeah. Um, it's just a case of sort of, you know, because they signed quite late in the day in the, in the summer, you know, maybe they're still taking their time to blend in. I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, certainly. I think you've got to give him time. I think we're going to be... We're definitely going to be up there. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. But we should be looking to win this league, really, in my yeah. opinion. No, I agree. I agree from the outside looking in. Like I said to you earlier, um, you know, I don't really know anything about Wrexham other than what I read on Twitter and what the sort of the results are. And I just feel like it's not quite been the start everyone was expecting. And I, if it keeps going the way it's going, I think the knives will be out for Parkinson. Um, but it's just sort of at what point do you say, right, we're not trying to, this team is the team. We're not trying to sort of blend, you know, they're not trying to blend anymore or grow anymore. It's not going yeah. right. So it's a difficult mm. cut off, isn't it? So, yeah. Yeah. I, I personally, I, I think it's too early for that. And it, after the defeat at Grimsby, and it, it wasn't a good performance at Grimsby either. Yeah. Uh, but that, there was, there was a few people maybe saying, mm, you know, this isn't good enough sort of thing. And, you know, I, I see their point completely, but in terms of talking about, um, you know, removing the manager oh, of far, course. far too early. Yeah. Not yeah. yet, but I just think uh, be, yeah, there's yeah. so much but, expectation this season yeah. that if, yeah. if it keeps, if you keep lingering at this point, then yeah. you know what football fans are like. The, the patience yeah. will start wearing thin. Yeah, I, I 100% I completely agree. And I think we're, I think we're sixth. We're either sixth or seventh, seventh at the moment. Well, looks of it. Yeah, seventh. We're, if, if we're seventh in November, that, that won't be considered good enough. Not anymore. Yeah. No, um, so you know we'll, we'll see how it goes. Like I say, I can I can only see us getting better as as soon as the players get to know each other better. Each game, I think it's a work in progress, but yeah, I'd I'd like to think that we'll be uh, we'll get better as the season goes on. Yeah, good stuff. Moving on then to Wales women who had a great result on Friday. They beat Kazakhstan six uh, nil at Pakistan. Um Some great goals all around. Um, if you haven't seen the highlight package, definitely go and find it because it's uh, there's some fantastic goals. Uh, my favourite being Rachel Rose, which must be about 30, 35 yards out. Just ball stays hit, as they say, into the top corner. So a good start to the group for them. Uh, I know Kazakhstan aren't the strongest of sides, but um, you know you've got to you know they, they've done better. Games, at, they've done better against a, a, a minnow than the men's team did anyway. Yeah. Um, they play Estonia now uh, tomorrow as we speak as we're speaking, uh, which would have been yesterday by the time you're listening to it. Uh, so you would have known how they get on. Um, it's a strange old group. I think they need to get second to get in a playoff because they've got France, France yeah. who won 10-0 the other night um, yeah. against uh, Estonia, I Greece. think it was. Oh, Greece, Greece. yeah, it was Greece, yeah. yeah. Christ, which is yeah. a ridiculous result. Um, so I think they'll have their work cut out to beat them but you know they've got to be aiming for a playoff and hopefully yeah. you can reward us with the trip to uh, um... got, got to, they've got to be ambitious but they've also probably got to be a bit realistic haven't they where, yeah. where they need to aim for in this group because yeah. France are top tier yeah. team in uh, women's game yeah so. it looks, I mean I think Slovenia will be their biggest sort of rival I think they they comfortably beat uh, Estonia 4-0 um, I think they'll very much be Greece Kazakhstan and Estonia uh, towards the bottom of the group based on that opening result. So, yeah. game on Tuesday, and I think then they play Slovenia uh, next month away and Estonia home. So, 
fingers crossed um, they yeah. can get some results there. Um, yeah. And then also just before we finish up in the Cymru Premier, um, nothing massive happened again this weekend. It's sort of just ticking on. Uh, Kevin Druids lost 3-0 standard um, to Pennebont. Uh, but Connors Key lost again. Yeah. Uh, on TNS one, so I think we're not looking at much of a title race at the moment because Flint also no. lost, who have been quite dominant, um, and Connors Key aren't looking good. And I know it's looking looking ominous early doors, isn't it? Uh, yeah, and how I this know is going? Andy Morrison, um, his his contract's up at the end of the season, so I don't really know how long he can he'll uh, stick around if it keeps going the way it's going. Um, maybe you I'm know, by, by the by the same uh, by the same token, as as good a job as Andy Morrison's done there, and he has, he's done an amazing job. Yeah. You know, if if he has a bad season there, what sort of job does he get elsewhere? You know, um, thing, yeah. and the other thing, I I, I wonder as well because I know Andy Morrison's a, a match day ambassador for uh, Man City as well, isn't he? Yeah. Um, so I I I just wonder whether maybe it just suits him. Uh, the the job he's doing at the moment, you know, he obviously enjoys the amb- ambassadorial role as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think you're right. His contrast up end of the season. He's alluded to it in the past. He's talked yeah. about potentially leaving. Um, it'd just be interesting to see what sort of job he's get. Because like, a, what sort of job he'd get? Because like I say, he's done an amazing job. Mm. But you know, I, I I don't know whether there's been any interest from any English football league sides or anything like that. But yeah. Uh, he's you, always you linked to Inverness, not. isn't he? Inverness is where yeah. he used to play. So I thought yeah. you were going to suggest he takes over Man City then when you were going. When you were <laughs> Man City. Why not? Why yeah, not? Why not? That'll be a hell he'd, of a. He'd get the fans in <laughs> from, from Pep Guardiola to Andy Morrison yeah. would be a hell of a. Yeah. Um, table table starting to take shape now, isn't but it, it is. It's, yeah, you can still like see where the yeah. teams are going to sort of level yeah. out. Um, no, no real surprise in terms of who's on top because no. I think even though. Obviously, Connors Key won the won the last two. I think, given the European performances, I think we we all said it on here, didn't we? We we fancied TNS big time this year, didn't we? Yes, yeah. I think they were yeah. they've uh, out with a vengeance this this year after the last two. Um, especially, obviously, considering that they they uh, didn't win the league the year it was called off. They gave it to Connors Key on points per game, um, which mm. was the fairest thing to do. But obviously. There's always a bit of controversy. There was a bit of controversy around all leagues that did that. So, uh, mm. so yeah, all, all remains to be seen how that uh, plays out. Uh, so yeah, that's I think that's this week in Welsh football. Uh, we'll uh, have a chat to Phillips next. <laughs> Agent Phillips, are you there? Hello, who's that? Uh, it's br- hello, hello. It's Brian from uh, Alternative Wales podcast. Are you there, Phillips? Are you looking for f- you looking for Phillips? <laughs> it's, it's Tony, man. Tony, nice to speak to you. I don't even know you laugh. Fucking. <laughs> hey, Phillips, Phillips, that f- weirdo's on the phone. <laughs> hello, hello. Hiya, is that Brian? Hello, I imagine that's who he's on about. How are you, Phillips? Not too bad, not too bad. Uh, busy weekend. I went out and about with uh, Rodney. I have seen, I did see, something, something to do with 11 uh, fried eggs or whatever it was. Yeah, bloody hell, he loves a fried egg, that boy. 
<laughs> yeah. So I've uh, introduced it to the menu of the Len Inn because, you know, a plate of fried eggs is neither here nor there, is it? Yeah. Yeah, take it or leave it. Yeah. yeah, that's that's yeah. that's uh, in the Lenin that would be described as decadent capitalism, <laughs> wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, uh, no, it's that journalist man. All right, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm okay, thank you, Phillips. How are you, mate? You okay? I'm uh, not too bad. You haven't written anything condescending about me yet, so yeah, we're, no, we're okay. no, not yet, no, no, but um, yeah, literally, uh, nine out of every ten questions I get asked, I get asked is about Agent Phillips. So you know, we'll probably do a piece on you in the future. Okay, okay. Uh, I'll have to save up for a solicitor before that. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah. So uh, yeah. a hatchet, a hatchet job is it? Cause that's what they call it <laughs> in the industry. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you know what Tony keeps in his car? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say, uh, Ross, it already sounds like you know more about the industry than I do, mate. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so what's yeah. new in the world of Phillips, Phillips? Uh, do you want a player? Well, yeah, I think that's what you, you're on here for, isn't it? Yeah. yeah <laughs> I, I must admit, I don't know what he's on here for anymore. <laughs> no, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> he's, just, he's just here. You could sp- oh, no, he's gone. Tony's gone. There's some incident by the door, so you can't talk to him anymore. Um, Where are you? Uh, are, you in the, are you in the Lenin or the nerve centre? Oh, mate, don't start. There's too much fighting going on here, and he's not keeping control of things at all. I go away for a weekend, and there's, like, flipping... like a war zone in you. <laughs> People trying to recreate the flipping revolution, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so hopefully that... Uh, Oh no, something's on fire. Anyway, um, yeah, <laughs> right, I'll give you this player because I need to go and find the fire extinguisher. I'm not sure if we've got one. Um, uh, Gerald Collins. Gerald Collins. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Gerald Collins. So, uh, according to Tony's notes that he's scribbled down yet, uh, he's a central midfielder for Murtha. Right. He's got a great eye for a pass, and a quote here from the Echo, a first touch on a par with Hirsto Stoichkovs. Uh, he's played for various clubs in South Wales, including the Hoover Factory Select. I'm not sure if they play very, I'm not sure how often they play. Uh, his claim to fame, obviously nothing on the pitch, his claim to fame was that he was actually at Merthyr's famous win against Atalanta, and if you want to talk to him about it, he will talk to you for weeks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was released by Scunthorpe Academy. Have they got an academy? Well, they must have, he says you. Uh, and then he followed a career in music. According to this, he played the tambourine for the Who. <laughs> uh, and he's in, no, he's a so, well, he was a solo artist then. Uh, why? Tony's done it again. His favourite player is Chris Gunter. Why do we need to know that, Tony? God, <laughs> um, <laughs> alive. He's scouting the boys. Hold on, there's more. Wait, then. And he's currently come off a long tour with his band, The Granny Passes, and he's looking for a club. Yeah, Gerald Collins from the Merthyr area. Yeah. I need to have a word with Tony. Why is he putting personal information in these scouting reports? <laughs> It's got to be some sort of data protection breach that you break every week, uh, Phillips, with some of this stuff. What the hell is data protection? Protecting whose data? That's where the worst part comes into your name there, fair play. 
not knowing the intricacies. <laughs> well, I don't know what it is, so if I don't know what it is, I can't be doing anything wrong. Blissful ignorance. That's the way I see it. Yeah, right. Uh, anything else, lads? Because uh, the fire's getting a bit bigger outside. <laughs> Uh, any more plans for extending the franchise? Where's the fire extinguisher? <laughs> <laughs> Fill the bucket up, man. <laughs> All right, boys, I have to go. Can you throw water on an electrical fire, Brian? <laughs> fucking Google it. Oh, I'm going with time. See you, boys. <laughs> All the best. Off Always you go, Phillips. Always a pleasure. <laughs> Next up then, it's Wrong and of the Week. Um, it was a bit of a, a shorter poll this week. I completely forgot because I, I, I'm not in the country. It just slipped my mind. So we only had a 24-hour flash poll. Um, and in third place, my my um, my pick of humidity uh, with 10.6%. Pretty poor show for humidity. Uh, in second place, uh, Lewis's pick uh, of Cardiff's nightclubs, 21.3%. And a convincing winner from uh, the man of the people, uh, Tommy Kouse, uh, Transport for <laughs> Wales, uh, 68.1%. You really tapped into the hearts heart and minds of the nation there, I think, Kouse, with that choice. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it was it was a bit of an obvious one, really. I was I was always going to win that one, really, wasn't I? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're just an absolute disgrace. And uh, to be honest, I had an even worse experience on Saturday. I got the train from Rill to Wrexham. Uh, it cost me 15 quid, which 15 was, pound, 15 quid. Fuck and, 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 you're, they, and you're still on it, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, doing, I'm <laughs> doing this live from the train now, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm currently pulling into Shotton Station at the moment, <laughs> but uh, yeah. no, yeah, yeah, and I had to stand the whole way, uh, literally, no, it's and it laughed. was absolutely packed. They, they left, they left about 50 people at Rail Station because they couldn't fit them on. Uh, two carriages on a, you know, on, half past 11 on a Saturday morning, two I've carriages. Got, I've got a bit of insight here. If you, um, I wasn't at a seminar on the weekend, I was at a stag do, and a couple of the boys <laughs> on the stag do. <laughs> what? You weren't I... really at a, a podcast seminar? Say it ain't so. Well, I was before the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> no, but a couple of the boys were on a, they said they got a first class train up from King's Cross to Leeds. Yeah. And it cost them 25 quid. And That's I told mad. them, I basically get a bin, bin class ticket from Kinderbury <laughs> to Cardiff is 33 quid. So, you know, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. It's it just... Oh. <laughs> How, how, how much? How much for a skip class ticket? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. I can't believe you weren't at the seminar on the weekend. You'll be telling me Agent Phillips isn't a real person next. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, let's get on to this week's wrong another week then. Um, Kaus, as the as the winner, you get winners' privileges. Uh, you're oh. up first. What are we going for? <sighs> Christ, I'm gonna have to pull something out of the air here. Um, I need to start thinking about this. It says um, this every week, yeah. every I know. single week. <laughs> we, how long we've been, we've been doing this show for about six months now, mate. <laughs> every week I'm just like, oh. And then I just end up going, oh, I'll just go for the weather. <laughs> you could, like last, that was me last week, humidity, just because I just had nothing else. Um, yeah. It might be similar this week, who knows. 
I've literally just looked at my foot now above my. I'm lying down on my bed doing the podcast. Painting a pretty picture here. I've looked at my foot. I'm wearing two odd socks, so I'm going for socks. How, how do they? <laughs> how how do you right? I don't know if you're the same. You put your socks in the wash, right? Now this is probably I'm, yeah. I may as well put my my misses as wrong of the week. But I put my my socks in the wash, and they never I never ever see them again. Yeah, that's that. They go I, they I, go in the wash. They go in the wash. Where do they go? Because I never mis- see them again. It is a mystery, isn't it? There's like some yeah. sort of sock vortex inside washing <laughs> machines. I think they, <laughs> fucking hell, they've all ended yeah. up in the fucking yeah. outer solar system somewhere. I, I think I think like hot points. Hot points have got like a secret tunnel under every washing machine, and they've got like just like a. a <laughs> I don't even think my washing machine is hot points, but I just pulled the name yeah. of the washing machine out there. Yeah. Um, or them, them and Morphe Richards have got a scam going on. I think. Yeah. And, uh, they, 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 yeah, that's it. Yeah, Will is it Will? Is it Will Paul? Is it? It's just. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it doesn't it's big, matter. It's big. <laughs> it does big. matter. It does matter. Damn it. It's big washing machine, isn't it? You can, <laughs> big, uh, white big, yeah. big white goods, yeah. Big white goods, yeah. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for socks. I think, I think I'm going for socks, or am I going for washing machines? I don't know. Or are you going for socks going missing, or just socks going missing makes Cause, sense? Because I mean, like, it? I like socks. I like. Sock, I'd rather, yeah. I'd rather be wearing socks when yeah. I'm wearing, you know, than not. So. Uh, the, I, I, to be honest though, uh, like, I wouldn't wear jeans without socks, but I don't mind wearing shorts. And no socks. Oh, gotta be socks every time. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Always I don't. Be, I'm not a. Tra- I'm not a trainer sock man. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. So otherwise, that's my, my stink. So- sock. That. Just put sock vortex. <laughs> <laughs> sock vortex. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, right, zero percenter on the way. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, I don't know. You haven't heard. What well, for you two? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right then, Rod. You're next. Then uh, what are we going for? I'm very much haven't given it any thought because I have like, <laughs> not. I've not kept up with any news or world events at all. Or Welsh what, what events. What about podcast or... podcast seminars? What about them? Oh, they're all right. I'm not going to nominate anything there. <laughs> they, it was very insightful. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta give a shout out to Andrew Artie Davis. I don't know what, what he's done, or I never do. I never take an interest, and yeah. I'm blocked by him on every <laughs> social media. So, he, but he gets a shout out again. Um, or he popped up this week with something about um, those those anti monarchy billboards that have popped up. He had, uh, uh, of course, he, had he, course he did. Of course something he did. to say yeah. about that, the fucking goon. Yeah. <laughs> Anything against his. Precious bloody royal family, in it? So yeah. um, no, you can have one for that. But um, I was going to nominate stag do's and the um, institution of marriage because I've had a guts full guts full of going on these stag do's and weddings. Now I've had loads <laughs> since the restrictions ended. They've just all been piling in there. But no, I'm uh, can't say that because I got another one coming up, and I don't want to look like I'm not appreciated of being in- invited on these things. Um, so I'm going for. Dimly lit activities. <laughs> so yeah, it's gonna be March. You you could just pluck anything out the air. It's gonna be both me and Kaus, I think. But um, I was at some uh, indoor crazy golf on the weekend, and for some reason it was in like the pitch black, and I've uh, I've rolled my ankle. I have. 
<laughs> so uh, that's really fucked. I, I, I could barely I'm, use I'm not, I'm not. I'm not happy about this because I really like the cinema and snooker. <laughs> two very, two very dimly lit activities, right there. Well, let, let's say things that shouldn't be dimly lit that are. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, fair enough. Yeah, it's very wordy, I know, but uh, <laughs> like th- things that are supposed to be in the dark. Fair enough, like a. Like yeah. I don't know a sauna or a fucking cinema, fair enough. But <laughs> why, is, but, why is a sauna dimly lit? I don't know. I was in a dimly lit sauna on the weekend as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, the the crazy golf, and it was like there was a bar in every corner in this thing, and obviously encouraging wild levels of drinking. Um, yeah. But then turn the bloody lights on because you know there's ramps and stuff and. Things you've got to. <laughs> it's a crazy golf course, so, you know. There's all yeah. sorts of things there. So like, I... People, people like uh, getting their arms severed by a windmill. Ah, or something I wouldn't like be that. surprised. I, I think that that place is a lawsuit waiting to happen. <laughs> if you're asking me. <laughs> I, I always think that of that axe throwing bar in Cardiff, which you know you can go and get hammered and then throw axes. Which is such a strange yeah. concept. That's got injuries written all over. Yeah, that's got axe a. Uh, throwing bar. That's got yeah. a main headline in the. Uh, Western Mail all over it, that is, I think. <laughs> but, uh, no, yeah, um, took a bit yeah, of a bad... Ab- Abandonato will get on that, won't he? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can't speak like that about your hey, you're, you're in the journalism club now, Kaus, you've got to be... <laughs> yeah, uh, no, one of them. Keeping your powder them. dry there. Yeah, uh, <laughs> no, but I uh, took a bit of a stupid tumble on a ramp and it bloody hurt and I couldn't really... The clutch was... Uh, Causing me problems on the drive home, and so just a just a nuisance injury I've got now for something that's perfectly avoidable if they bloody turn the lights on. So <laughs> I I not. I definitely agree with you as someone who is visually impaired. Um, then dark places are the worst, and like restaurants, I fucking hate the dark restaurant because yeah, um, you get the menu, and as I'm as I struggle with my eyes, I have to get my torch out. And I look like a right. Goon. I said goon. I haven't used the word goon in about <laughs> fifteen years. You've been I've in used... Canada too long. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. The last, the last time we, uh, the last time we heard the, the word goon on this podcast was when Agent Phillips sent two guys round to Rodney's house. <laughs> yeah, two yeah. hired goons. Actually. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, 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 just like sat in a restaurant with with your bloody phone torch trying to read the menu. I, I, I think that's a great pick, Rod. Than, uh, better than socks. Well, we'll see in it. We'll see. <laughs> Right, I've got to pick something now. Um, again, I haven't really done anything this this even made me think about a wrong end. So um, I'm going for time zones um, <laughs> because uh, as as I've experienced now, I'm I'm uh, minus seven behind the UK. I think I'm minus yeah seven behind the UK. Uh, I was eight uh, yesterday. Uh, I've changed time zone again. Um, it's just pain in the ass, isn't it? Just like. I, 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 yeah. I feel like I'm just missing out on everything. Wake up in the morning and I've got like hundred WhatsApps from various groups. Um, things mm. are happening and I I can't keep keep track of it. And it's just I mean like wish wish the world was on the same time zone. It would make it would be chaos because you know places yeah. would be mid- midnight and it'd be bright. Um, be a laugh, though, wouldn't it? It would be a laugh. I think I think yeah. chi- I think China has one time zone, even though technically they're in multiple ones. Um, does, does it really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same time oh, zone, right. uh, even yeah. though it should be split, I think, into two. America, 
who decides time zones then? Is it is it the nations themselves? The god of time. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. John <but> Time. <laughs> I d- yeah, it's a good question that is, Kaus, because I guess yeah. I guess scientifically it's probably different. But I guess yeah, I guess the nation can choose to you know, if China says it's two o'clock then it's two o'clock. Who are you the, to argue? I'd I'd, lo- I'd love that to, if if nations do decide their own time zones. I'd love there to be like a rogue state that go. <laughs> well, ne- next door it's seven in the morning, but here it's three p.m. Like just just, just like yeah. messing up a little bit. Yeah. Just a rogue state. They, was, they're not they're not they're not aggressive to other nations. They just want to mess around with time. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's a, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I was watching the. Um, so, like, obviously, with the 9-11 anniversary and those American documentary programs and they were showing, like, the breakfast news that was on that morning and they were announcing, oh, and it's 9 o'clock here and thing, and then they were announcing all the other times in America. And I was yeah. like, Christ, that must be a ball lake in the morning. We are, and... we are yeah, very lucky, I think, that we are yeah. only in one time zone because that would yeah. stress me right out, having to sort of always yeah. think yeah. about time zones. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, uh, I'm going for time zones. Um, not not a vintage week. Uh, so the picks are um, losing socks, um, yeah. uh, dimly lit activities, brackets, um, ones that should be better lit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fit that in your pole. <laughs> Fit that in your pole. <laughs> and, uh, and time zones. So yeah, voting will be uh, voting will be out on Friday. Yeah. We'll we'll try and do better next time. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, <laughs> we really no, no, need, no, we, no, we won't. <laughs> no, we, we really won't. need a few fucking belters to pop up soon. Like I feel like yeah. it's been very, it's been very slow in the world um, of, of idiots. I'd rather That's... I'd rather they I'd rather they didn't pop up because it's yeah. kind of good if they don't. Yeah. It? But uh, yeah. at the yeah. same time, maybe we'll yeah. have to, just to, to to flip it around one week and and have like you know legend of the week or something. I don't know. Uh, that's too positive. I don't like that. Yeah. Or just I don't. I don't think we'd be giving honorary mentions to uh, Andrew R. T. Davis, would we, we? Maybe we'll just have no. mid, middle of the road of the week. Pick something just massively average. Man, you know? man, who's who's had a reasonable? <laughs> who's had a reasonable week this yeah. week? <laughs> yeah. Shout out to uh, to John from uh, from Van <laughs> who had a twenty seven pound tax rebate this week. <laughs> yeah, I'll pop that on the maybe list for the future. <laughs> Shampoo. <laughs> just, neither you nor there. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. dear. Yeah. Right. I had a nice quiche the other day. <laughs> oh, fuck <laughs> <laughs> it's time to answer your questions um uh so yeah uh we've had some good ones in again uh let's start with uh kyle jones has asked if the welsh team uh, was a circus act what would each player be he said he thinks joe allen would make a crack in human cannonball rodri any uh any answer for that? Uh, no, not really. Give me a second. What the hell goes on in a circus? I think I, I've never I, been to the. I haven't been to a circus in at least I, twenty years. I, I, I was I just trying circus, to think. Of, yeah, circuses I, are very, uh, very sinister places, aren't they? I think. Yeah, yeah. I was just trying to think of some kind of 
who who's been ju- performing a juggling act and trying to fit that in or something. But no, yeah. I've, got, I've got nothing. Eh? Um, oh, I don't know what what happens. Do they just like beat they... up lions and stuff in circuses? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they do there. Like, <laughs> I guess, I guess uh, you, you could. I, 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 the only one I can think of is Robert Inshore as an actor. Yeah, trapeze. Yeah, trapeze. Yeah. yeah. And then you've is got it, like, tra- uh, yeah. what's the when they walk on like a piece of rope, tight rope walkers and all that. Trapeze, sort of isn't it? That is, is, a that, trapeze, no, the, is it? Trapeze. No, no. The, the, oh, the trapeze is the swinging one, isn't it? Yeah. The the, yeah. the lion tamer for that. You could have a tame lion, which is Steve Morrison because he was a Millwall lion. <laughs> <and so. laughs> oh, no. Very very, oh. very tame. Fucking useless yeah. piece of shit. <laughs> 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 <I don't Right>. <laughs> <laughs> swiftly, no, swiftly moving on then. Yeah, um, I've got nothing on yeah. circuses, sorry. I, I, yeah. I'd like to see Joe Allen as a human cannonball mind. But Bobby Gould could be the circus master because it was a bit <laughs> of a circus when he was in charge. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And yeah. Like, you could have him and him and John Hartson just like fighting each other in the middle of the circus and then, yeah. Yeah, in, the, in <laughs> them like strongman outfits, is it? Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, Gareth has asked this is a good question ahead of uh, anyone going on Wales away next week or in a couple of weeks time sorry uh, has asked what is the longest stint you've gone without sleep I think I've done somewhere between 36 to 48 hours in the past I don't Oof. think I've ever gone above 48 hours yeah I d- yeah I, I definitely haven't gone above 48 hours um, yeah I don't know I think, I think mine's I, probably in the 40 hour region because I after night shifts a few times, I've, I, I've stayed I, I awake. You, I thought Rod's, I thought Rod's was going to say, oh, the most I've ever gone without sleep, about four hours. A couple of yeah. decades, it feels like something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I've got to be honest with you, I like my sleep a lot. To be honest, any time I sort of sit, in a slightly darkened room. I'd have been rubbish in that bloody crazy golf place. I'd have fallen asleep, I'd have fallen asleep straight away. Anywhere that's slightly dim, I'll fall asleep. My missus hates it. We go to the cinema and I just fall asleep. <laughs> so, yeah. It's I probably think, yeah, age. I think, I think there's one that stands out is when we went to Bulgaria and I think it was 2011. Um, I, I was still in school, so I'd gone to school. So I'd woken up at about seven, half seven to go to school one morning. And then finish school, come home, and we were leaving for the airport at like ten thirty p.m. because we were flying at like some ridiculous like three a.m. So I went through the night, and then landed at about seven eight o'clock in the morning. So then we powered through the day, and then I think the game was that night. Went to the game, came back, went, and then stayed out until about five six a.m. the following morning. So that was probably. Not far off forty-eight hours. That was a a real Christ. Um, yeah. But yeah. Any, any anything over thirty to forty hours, you start going delirious, then you, yeah. you kind of you lose just, the I, plot a bit. I was just going through waves of like tiredness and like delirium, and then being all right. Oh yeah, it was. Wouldn't recommend it. But there no. we go. Um, Ellie has asked one of my favourite questions because of the vagueness of it. Uh, what's the best and worst noise you've ever heard? <laughs> <laughs> I can't really think um, of it. the worst noise I always think is my alarm in the morning that iPhone I was alarm say, is a fucking uh, iPhone alarms are the worst aren't they yeah. like, the, the, someone did like a video comparing the Samsung alarm to the uh, to the iPhone alarm right and uh, like the Samsung alarms like all nice and sort of gentle oh don't don't play that <laughs> oh, it, this one oh god <laughs> 
it's horrible, isn't it? It is not very nice. Rattles around oh. your head. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was going to say with my alarm because it's just, yeah, you don't want to be woken up from your beautiful sleep, do you? No. <laughs> ever, ever. I, ever. I love sleep so much. Eternal yeah. sleep. I, I, yeah, I wouldn't mind sleeping forever. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. It's got yeah, worst gotta be an alarm. Yeah. Best probably <laughs> probably some probably someone shouting Tommy, time for bed <laughs> uh, that's, I, that's my favourite. I always noise. I I love I love the the noise of a of a um a football hitting like a crossbar. Like that ping, or even the net. I love that. Uh, oh, the uh, net ripple, yeah, that's yeah. a nice one. And, and yeah. just the, the sound of like, there's only certain goals that you get when you hear it, of just like that celebration. Tim Westwood's on the show, is he? Yeah. <laughs> You've borrowed Phillips's fucking... Uh, uh, sound effects pack of you. I've just I've got my uh, I was told in the podcast seminar to start introducing <laughs> some sound effects so uh, yeah. here we go what's this one <laughs> there's a wolf there no I won't, I won't start that no, uh, okay moving on to a bit more of a serious question um I don't know if any of you saw this one, but uh, Rhys Jones has said, on the subject of Wales needing a goal scorer, do you think this thread rings true about Wales? But names of the players described below in the current squad. We've genuinely, generally always had good strikers to pull us out of trouble. So if these players are getting rarer, we might struggle more than other countries. Especially with the amount of players we've uh, got now who are fringe players at big English clubs rather than first-teamers elsewhere, more than we've ever had before. Uh, just interesting to know our thoughts. So I had a read of the thread, and it's very interesting. Like he said, it does ring true. So just to sort of sum it up, he's um, saying that uh, there's a it's by a guy called Rory Smith, and it's sort of a bit about how Arsene Wenger. So it's essentially about why Spain struggle to score goals, uh, and it sort of goes to what Arsene Wenger was saying, how he was worried about uh, industrialized youth development. Um, and how academies are really good at introducing specific type of players, uh, and they are tend to be attacking fullbacks, ball playing central defenders, neat and tidy midfielders, slightly risk averse all purpose forwards. And you could literally look at that and read that and think, right, attacking fullbacks, you got like Nico Williams, ball playing central defenders, your Chris Meppen, uh probably Joe Roden's not quite like that. Um, you know, I think um, James Lawrence, they're not great defenders, but they're good with the ball. Um, mm. Neat and tidy midfielders sums up Phillips, uh, not Phillips, fucking Phillips on the mind. <laughs> Adrian um, Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> sums up uh, Matt Neat Smith, and tidy, yeah. Matt Smith a, Dylan Levitt, yeah. Joe Morrell, uh, yeah. and then slightly risk averse all purpose forwards. We got it. That, that list is as long as, you know. Tyler Roberts, um, yeah. Harry Wilson, David Brooks, you know, they're all good. And then basically, so what it goes on to say is in, in La Liga, um, the top scorers, uh, I think, is Gerard, Igor Aspas, uh, Rafa Mir, Kike Garcia, and a guy called Morales. All of them, other than Rafa Mir, uh, haven't come through a an elite academy, and he described them as Cinderella's. So I think what it's essentially saying is that these top academies are producing nice footballers, but the sort of... the the goal scorers don't tend to come from there because they're almost trained out of it. These sort of natural yeah. goal scorers, they're yeah. more people who come up from non-league. And I yeah. think that is, that sums it up. Look at who's our main striker, Kiefer Moore. And yeah. 
Where's he? He came from nowhere, you know. Yeah, yeah. He, he never I, 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 th- I think that's a really, really good point. I, yeah, I, I think, and I think that that's just the way football's gone now. And I think uh, a lot of that po- possibly comes from the, um, the the coaching courses, the UEFA, the badges the FAW do, the UEFA do, and stuff like that. Coaching now is they they try to push this style of football. And try to say that possession is is the only is the only brand of football really. Yeah. That, that you should be, uh, you know, trying to do. And you know, we had a chat about direct football before and stuff like that. But th- this this is what's going on now. This is all these coaches that come through do their badges and stuff like that. They are they are taught to play football one way, and that is it. Um, and I think because of that, that's why you're getting players that are all the same essentially. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. You know, so so I think I think that's a really really good point. Well, and well, I think, look um, at look at England for an example. They've got about twelve attacking right backs, haven't they? Yeah, so exactly. Like, you know, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, no, yeah. like back. There's always that thing. I think Jamie Carragher said once: you you wouldn't want to be a Gary Neville. And it's always fullbacks always used to be lads who probably weren't good, quite good enough with the ball at their feet to be wingers, or yeah. um, not quite big enough to be a centre half. They'd always mm, get to yeah. become fullbacks. Whereas now. You look at the sort of the fullbacks in the Premier League; they're almost some of the most important players in these sides. Yeah, absolutely, um, and that's, and that's because of the diff, the change in the style of play. Like you've got a lot of these teams now. Wrexham are doing it at the moment. There's three centre halves, and and your wing backs are, are acting as fullbacks and wingers yeah. at the same time, and and they're very very important components in that style of play. Um, yeah, yeah f- football's changed, and it's not necessarily for the better. I don't no, think. I think, um, I think, like you said about these academies, they almost like teach any spontaneity out of you, or like creativity. Yes, it's all these, overcoaching. Yeah, yeah, it's like these sort of patterns of play, and they hammer you into these patterns and patterns yeah. and patterns that you sort of yeah. almost lose the ability to sort of yeah. think on your own feet and try and do something. Which I think is why, like someone like Harland is such a breath of fresh air because yes, he's yeah. so he's so you just don't know what he's going to do. He's a maverick, isn't he? He is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a they don't, they don't come along often. I think he's come no. from a lab laboratory or something, though. He's yes, specimen, he, he, he? he almost doesn't seem human, does he? Yeah. At all? No. I, rem- yeah. I remember reading about him um, when he broke through. At, it was Salzburg he was at, wasn't it? Not like yeah. he was at yeah. Red Bull Salzburg. Yeah. I think he went. He did he go from, Mulder from, first, from Mulder, Mulder, yeah, yeah. But yeah, when yeah. he broke through into Salzburg, basically, yeah. I think what they were saying was he he learned to play football like like a number like a like a quick attacking forward. Um, before he grew, he had like a late growth spurt. So he almost, he's like a fucking massive, like target man. But he, mm. his ability is that of like a, like, yeah. I don't know, like a Sergio a, a, a Aguero or yeah, like a yeah, smaller yeah. sort of, and he's just yeah. like this perfect blend of player. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I mean, you, you know, they don't come around often. But if Norway can produce them, uh, what's stopping yeah. Wales? There's, they, there could be someone I, out there now who could be our yeah. in Haaland. I was uh, just just an example of what what we've been talking about here. I was watching the uh, watching Dan James during the uh, the Estonia game, and um, I was looking at him. I was thinking, we're having a lot of joy from him getting to the getting to the byline, getting the okay, not not a hell of a lot of joy, but he was he was beating his fullback time and time again. Yeah. Now you could almost see the overcoaching happening with him there because he do it once. And then the next three times he'd get the ball, he'd pass it inside. Yeah. And nothing would happen. Yeah, now, yeah, I'm yeah. thinking, I'm thinking, your, your Maverick player, who hasn't been overcoached, yeah. and has got the ability and speed that Dan James has got, 
he goes, right, I'm having joy. Every time I get the ball, I'm taking him. Yes, yeah, yeah, now, yeah. That, that's, that's what he should have been doing, in my opinion. Yeah. But the, it's almost like you can see firsthand the coaching coming through. Yeah. He's been told, no, no, I've got, I've got to toe the, toe the line and I've got to pass this ball inside. It's... Now, I think, I think, just quickly, I just add to that, I think if Dan James goes, takes on his man every single time, I think maybe a few times he'd probably lose the ball, but I yeah. think we'd have won the game. If In that second half, if he'd have just took his man every time, we'd have won the game. Yeah, well, he got one of the men booked in the first half as well, didn't he? They had to sub it. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, I, that's the thing. I think um, it's like that. It's like the Guardia, Guardiola style of football that comes from Barcelona. And, like, it's almost like players are scared to, to deviate away from the sort of the plan in fear yeah. of being... Because, you know, you hear stories of... Um, I mean, it's almost a bit like um, the Chris Gunter cross. Like a, a coach for in Belgium, I'm talking about now the third goal. Obviously, like yeah. it's become a bit of a thing that the you know don't cross that fucking ball. But like, if that was yeah. Guardiola, right, he would have bollocked Chris Gunter after that game, yeah. even if they'd yeah. won. Yeah. yeah. So and then like they take that sort of like spontaneity out of the game. It's a really good. Yeah. It's a really good thread that is. Um, I'll 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 share it um, on Wednesday evening uh, when the podcast's out, um, so people can have a little look of it. But it's it's really interesting and made a lot of valid points. Um, that's that's a really good uh, really good question that by yeah. the way as well. Um, another good question from Alid Roberts. He's asked if you could have a free season ticket to watch any side from any country other than Wales or your own league club, uh, who would it be? Rod, have you got an answer for that? I've got a couple I thought of. I was thinking Sheriff Tiraspol because yeah. uh, we, we we obviously went to Transnistria and it was a just a wild place. It's one of the strangest and coolest places I've been. But yeah. I think I'm going for, just because of a, a weird bias towards Bielsa, I'm going for Newell's old boys in Argentina. I, I knew that would be right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just want to experience the Argentinian <clears throat> football uh, yeah. atmosphere as well. And that was yeah. the team I... It yeah. was either them or Boca Junior, isn't it? So I've yeah. gone for. Yeah. What about That's, you, Cass? That, that, that leads me nicely onto mine. I think it probably have to be Boca Juniors, to be honest. Yeah, um, yeah I think I, also I like San Paoli in uh, in Germany yeah. as well. I, I like their oh, yeah, uh, yeah. their ethics and their politics and stuff, and yeah. their their, their ground seems quite atmospheric as well. So, but yeah, Boca Juniors probably. Uh, that's my that's on my bucket list. Yeah, I was thinking about it myself, um, and I think. Argentinian like football culture is just it just I need to go and experience I feel like I could go and spend like a few weeks in South America especially Argentina and take yeah. in a few games because I think the culture there is phenomenal and, and yeah Boca Juniors is the standout one uh, there I think anyone I'd love to follow just like a like a like I don't know like Barte Borisov in Belarus or something just something sort of yeah, out yeah. there mad, mad away yeah. days who also qualify for Europe um, uh, yeah. I, you know, I think um, you know a friend of the podcast, Rhys Hartley, who follows Partizan Belgrade. That must be a, a nice. Well, I say nice. Um, a, an yeah. interesting season ticket to have. Uh, I bet you get. Yeah, season, season. I was going to say who who won the derby there. There, there was the derby. There I yesterday, don't know. Actually, yeah, let's have a little. Uh, yeah, Partizan. Let's have a look. This don't even know what happened in Wales last week. Let alone <laughs> 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 it was it was one all. It was one all. So one all. Uh, yeah. Although I. I don't know, but as far as I'm aware, other than the derbies, they get very poor crowds in Serbian football. Yeah, like two, yeah. three thousand in the top league. Other than um, 
yeah, the the actual derby. So uh, yeah, Argentina is, is the standout football tourist this, place. This question's made me think now of I can't have been the only one as like a relative youngster back back a while now. But uh, thinking, what if I moved to like somewhere like Guam? Yeah, <laughs> qualified to play international football. Yes. I, you always had these ideas <laughs> where you could have played for some random small yeah. nation. Yeah, in like the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, <laughs> Tuvalu or something like that. Maybe, yeah. maybe yeah. it's not too late. Maybe we should go over and just ah, like. It's too late, mate. It's too. What's, late. what's, what's <laughs> the residency period that you've yeah. got to have? Is it five yeah. years or something? Is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like when Angel Rangel was. Is, is that how you say his name? Angel yeah. Rangel. Yeah, yeah he, he very nearly uh, qualified to play for Wales, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Bush has asked uh, the his uh, the 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 food question of the week. Uh, what what cake, sweet pastry, baked fancy is your favourite? Or do you prefer a more fish based treat? Uh, well, we know we know the answer to that, Marchie, don't we? <laughs> hey, I've got a sweet. I'm I'm a sweet tooth over anything else. Um, <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, I I I just love a good solid donut with a bit of icing in. I'm not a big fan. Of, I I like a filled donut, but yeah, it's always uh, it's a good old donut, decent bit of icing, maybe some sprinkles. Yeah, that's me sorted. Greg, Greg's is. Um... Uh, ice donut is really nice. Yeah, Gla- glazed ring donuts. Oh, the, the glazes are nice. Yeah, I, I used to yeah. like that white one they did, but they haven't brought it back since the pandemic. It was just like a oh, white one with that. almost like a chocolate, like uh, or like a. Well, I say brown. It must be at least chocolate, like a yeah. chocolate thing. I don't know. It's nice. Uh, enjoy, enjoy, enjoy these treats while you can. By the way, lads, because uh, you know we, we, <laughs> yeah. we'll be we'll be eating like just soup. Soup will be a treat before long. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Well, it's just like everything's Food running shortages. out, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. I, was, I was wondering where you were going with that. I, uh, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, shoelace no, and we're, water we're... stew or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tell you what, you can't beat that on a cold evening, mate. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I, I was going to say, um, for me, it's, uh, I used to despise cinnamon, but I've really got it to cinnamon roll or cinnamon bun or whatever it is these days. They, oh, right, they, you yeah, can yeah. get them breakfast cinnamon things. Yeah. Ever since I went to Denmark, I think, and yeah, it's grown on me. So I couldn't think of anything else worth doing. You had, you had a cinnamon awakening in Denmark, <laughs> did you? Mate? I did, yeah, I did, yeah. <laughs> I, used to, I used to hate the stuff. I think I went to one of these coffee establishments, and my mate loosened the top and the cinnamon you can put on the top, and it went all the whole pot went into my coffee, and yeah, <laughs> that that may have been the. Did you did you ever do the cinnamon challenge? Like, uh, oh, what's his name? Christ. Mike Parry. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was just going to mention Mike Parry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah fucking ass. Stupid Chester bastard. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, uh, Nathan uh, Davis has got it. It's another good question. Uh, what sports day event in school did you most excel at? And who would win in a 50 metre race between the three of you now? And I know who would win the 50 metre race. I. It's got to be cows for me, I think. Uh, oh, I don't know, mate. Oh, yeah, I, a few I, years ago, maybe. I used uh, to be quite fast, uh, I love you. Know, oh, but, uh, Rodri's a bit of a dark horse. I'm definitely my, my, not fast at all. My hamstrings won't hold up anymore. <laughs> they're, they're, they're made think, of bloody... I think, I think that's why Nathan chose 50 metres rather than 100 metres. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, none of us yeah, d- did not complete all three of us. Yeah, yeah my hamstring won't uh, deteriorate until 60 metres, so yeah, maybe I would win the 50. <laughs> Is there, was there a sports day event that either of you were uh, especially good at? 
I did come I'm third not. in the in the sprint in primary school, and there was a couple of boys who were really fast. Yeah. And I saw third was like first, really, back then, because <laughs> them yeah. two used to win it all the time. Yeah. Uh, I used was to like the sack triple race? Sack <laughs> <laughs> I was fantastic at the egg and spoon race, but uh, yeah. 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 Triple jumper, were you, uh, Kaus? Yeah, I, I used to be all right. The triple jump, I don't know why. Um, you know, just, yeah, it was all right. <laughs> I used to like like a javelin. I did. Uh, that's a good fun. The javelin. Yeah. I was gonna say that uh, I may not look it now, but I yeah, I was always more of a short distance sprinter, as a, that type of running rather than the throwing and jumping yeah. all this bollocks. You know. <laughs> leave, leave <up>. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love, I'd love to hear you commenting, commenting on the athletics. Look at all this throwing and jumping bollocks. <laughs> Look at this bloke with a bloody long ranging pole trying to get over a mat or whatever. <laughs> uh, Shag fanzine has asked a, a question for Kaus. Do you get a free programme at the at the Kairas now? Of course I do. Oh, look at him. Yeah, of course I do. It's the first time I've had a programme for about bloody 20 years. I used to buy, I used to always get a programme when yeah, I was about same. 16, 17. And I've got like a, in the spare room, I've got about bloody 200 programmes. But yeah, I haven't bought one for absolute years. But yeah, thankfully, as part of the new role, get them for free. So yeah. Happy um, days. Paul Burns has uh, asked a, quite an, another interesting question. Is uh, The first adult football match without head-in has been set for later this month, and he's asked our thoughts on uh, the experiment to take head-in out of the game. I don't know what you, your thoughts on it are, boys. Uh, Kaus, any, any thoughts? Uh, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's a tricky one. Uh, you know, I'm a bit of a traditionalist, to be honest, but, I mean, if, 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 we can, uh, if they can absolutely... Uh, you know, sort of link stuff like dementia mm. to uh, to head in a football, then then you know it's 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 got to be done. Uh, unfortunately, like I say, I you know I love I love the head inside of the game, but you know people's health's the most most important thing, isn't I'm, it? So. Uh, I've suffered a few concussions in my time, but I'm of the opposite view. I think you know I think you can't eliminate things like that from the game you've got just got to make people aware of the risks i think rather than take these things out i think there's right to limit it in like children's games and in training and stuff. yeah i think training is the one i think in actual games i think you've got to just accept there's going to be risks in in every part of life i know people you know people have look at look at rugby 10 pints 10 pints on the weekend or if if you if you smoke and things like these people can choose to do them yeah, knowing the, the, uh, what the risks. That's are, a really so. good point. That's a really so good I just, point. I, I was just, just going to ask: is is it is it dementia? Is that the main issue that they're talking about? Yes. Is it? Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, there is yeah. a big a, link in rugby now, isn't there? Yeah. There's like a ridiculous, yeah. um, uh, a ridiculous amount of the England '66 squad that uh, ended up with dementia. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it might be like uh, five out of the, pe- the five out of the eleven who started the final. I've yeah, got to mention in the end, which is a massive worrying. percentage. I think although, with, although I think you've got to remember the, 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 the weight yeah. of the ball and stuff yeah, like I that think, in those days yeah. as well. In, in the wet, that would have been like heading a bloody cannonball. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. exactly yeah. So, but yeah, yeah, I mean, rugby's got that problem. Who's that young Welsh lad? I saw a, yeah, a piece about it recently, wasn't there? And he can't be much older than 40. I think, unfortunately, rugby's got a bigger, much bigger problem with concussions and dementia because of mm. the way it is yeah, with the contact. Yeah. Whereas yeah. football, I don't know whether 
this been proven with new bowls and stuff like that? But I don't know. I you, don't want to. But you can't. That. You can't prove it at the moment. I mean, it only. Time, yeah, uh, yeah. It's I was, only time I was just going to say you. that. Yeah, I was um, going to say that. I, I, I suppose we'll only know. I mean, the, the balls are lighter than they've ever been, aren't they? Mm. And uh, we'll only probably know in about thirty years, I guess. But yeah, what, what but I, yeah I, I mean, I, I, I'm sure most families have, but sort of, what, my, you know, a lot of, quite a few people yeah. in my family have had dementia. It's, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a horrible, horrible, horrible yeah, illness. That's, and, that's uh, what I was, I was about to say that myself. Yeah. I was like, I'm not downplaying it because it's... it's no, 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 not no at all. I, I do agree with what you said, Ross. You know, I think, you you know, you made a really good point there, but... Um, yeah, I suppose we we need to we need to learn more about it and you know weigh up the risks. I think it would yeah. be a shame though, as a as a traditionalist, you know, to lose that side of the game. Really. Yeah, uh, I think I think like limiting it, like Rod said, I think the way to go is limited it in training at every level and definitely limited it at uh, you know uh, young levels. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because yeah, that, that, I guess that's where the damage probably gets done more than you realise. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I think they've banned it in kids football in Scotland. I th- yeah, I think one of the FAs in the UK has done it already, haven't they? Or at I'm, least limiting it. I do think that they they're looking at problems like this. Whereas on the weekend, I think I saw something or heard something about John McGinn went off with a head injury for Villa. Yeah. And he went back on because he said he was fine. Until they get that right and like take it out of the players' hands and the yeah. medical people are listening to. Of course, the player is going to say he's fine. Yeah. So you can you can limit heading all you want, but unless they get the actual medical procedures right, then it's yeah. all bollocks, really, isn't well, it? Because look at Harry Wilson the other week; he came back on. You know, like yeah, they're, they're still not getting that right in football yeah, at all. There's got to so. be some way to change that, and they've introduced yeah. this concussion substitution and stuff like and stuff. But I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, uh, the Newport County podcast, nineteen twelve exiles, have sent us a funny question from the <laughs> office. I think it's the office, is it? Yeah, yeah. it's the office. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's. I was wondering whether there be a boy born who can swim faster than a shark. I'll leave that up, up to you to decide. Um, and then to finish <laughs> off, uh, the pod father Alan March has asked a very good question. Uh, so I'm in Canada working on the rugby sevens. Um, it's not a game I quite enjoyed. I really like rugby anyway. Um, but he's asked if there was an international football sevens tournament, full pitch, who would be in your team? I would love to see that. It would be the most ridiculous thing. A sevens football tournament. Yeah. Um, but with it, a full it'd be, pitch. It'd be a right laugh though, wouldn't it? It would be good. And I yeah. think that you'd it'd have to be like workhorse centre midfielders. Like Joe Allen in his prime would have been phenomenal. Are we going exclusively it. Welsh people here? It, it's international. So, I mean, I, like yeah. Camp Day is another one that I, I think d- jumps d- out. Dan, Jane, Dan James is your perfect sevens oh, player, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a good shout. Yeah. Um, yeah. Get Dimitri Karin in goal for no reason. I just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For, for, for Wales. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's got a Welsh grandmother, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Irene. <laughs> I, I, Irene Karin. Uh, didn't quite. Read. <laughs> <laughs> Irene Karin! <laughs> Oh, uh, I didn't get it either, Marchy, until, yeah. until I've said it out in my head. I did have a cricket, cricket sound effect here, actually, but I, 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 that's the next time. When, <laughs> when, when one of my next jokes fails. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I when, when you say cricket, then I was thinking, how, how do you do cricket? And then I realised the insect. <laughs> Seven yeah, crickets or whatever they are. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, well bowled, well bowled. <laughs> <laughs> that's the over. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> 
yeah, I can't think of anyone else, but I think I'd love it's someone I'd like to see. At least like I'd love to see five aside in the Olympics. That'd be fucking brilliant. Um, yeah. Inside a leisure centre. That would be yeah. better as well. <laughs> With the like big fi- yeah. fiery yeah. green balls. Yeah. Oh Christ, yeah. They're horrible. Yeah, like they're people <laughs> hammering each other into the wall and <laughs> things like that. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. that's all the questions for this week. Um <laughs> Kaus, have you thought of your track yet? Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to go uh, very basic, quite well-known in Welsh language circles. Uh, I'm going to go for Oz Gwynedd and Sibonavi. Yes, a cracker. Best best Welsh indie track of all time, in my oh, opinion. Oh, big shout, big shout. Is yeah. a, is a stonker. Uh, yeah, so um, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, so any uh, closing statements from yourself then, Kaus, before we finish? Um, yeah, just, you know, keep an eye on your socks, really. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Rod, anything from you? Yeah, just get those lights on when you're doing <laughs> essential <laughs> daytime acti- <laughs> these activities, you know. Don't yeah. say, don't say. There's no. You don't take away anything from this podcast. You know, this is yeah. life lessons. Yeah. Uh, but good yeah. to have you Wentz. back, anyway, Rod. Yeah, I'll try and be a bit more in the loop on uh, all things Welsh football and. Uh, and politics and these sort of things so i'll try my best do you want to do you want to give us do you want to give us your catchphrase before you finish <laughs> no it's late it's late at night there's people in bed so oh I can't yeah, really shout. <laughs> yeah it's only half past three for me fucking time zones uh, can, can you can you do it then marchie can you do his new catchphrase yeah, for him? yeah come on yeah pretty much that uh, yeah I'll do it to start every show from now on, but maybe I'll, do, I'll have to. I'll have to get a new one. Keep on trucking was the one, wasn't it? At the yeah. end, but uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, I'll have a. I'll look through my seminar notes now. Uh, how, see, see how, how, that, how, that, um, how that Mansell Davis sponsorship didn't come to fruition? I've no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, right then. So uh, thanks again for listening, everyone. Um, Rodri's brought a nice bit of nonsense to the podcast this week. It's been nice to go back to the original three after having a few guests on. Great guests, I, I gotta say, everyone's been great. But uh, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, um, it is, sometimes it's nice to just uh, you know, it's like putting on an old pair of shoes in it. You know, that sort of old, pa- old pair of socks, even. or socks, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's, so it's, it's, it's like it's like opening a step ladder in a small room. It's uh, very uh, clumsy and shambolic. <laughs> In a in a dimly lit room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With odd socks on in a different time. <laughs> All right, on that note, then. S- s- see ya. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to play us out, uh, Sabana V by Osguinet. Uh, have a good weekend. <laughs>